Good find. And yeah, it's hard to justify doing a home inspection on a brand new home sort of thing, right? You just make the assumption, well, everything looks awesome. I'm assuming everything else is awesome. But obviously yeah. that's no, not the case, right? You've got to double no, check. And You've got to do your due yeah. diligence, right? And I always recommend new house, old house. You should always get one done. Like, and we'd like to talk about earlier, like our reports are like an operation manual. So it's about, like you mentioned, about learning where everything on the shutoffs are, learning about everything, how everything functions. So yeah, it's not all about oh finding problems, but it's also about learning about the home, right? Yeah. What does everything operate? What is how does this work? How does this work? What does this do? Now that home inspections are back, we dive into some of the key things buyers should be aware of when getting one done. Darren DeYoung from a Buyer's Choice Home Inspections Durham Region is on the podcast today to discuss what to look for, how to save money in the long run, and shares a few horror stories he's come across in his time as an inspector. Check it out and enjoy. The Realist AMG's podcast. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I am your host, Brandon Hebert from Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, repping the Atlas Maverick Group. Welcome to the show, Darren. Thank you for joining us. For those of you who don't know Darren, maybe, Darren, you could give us your elevator pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. It's always nice to get this opportunity to talk home inspections and why they're important now that they're sort of coming back. Um, you know, last year or so things have been coming back, which is kind of nice past that sort of craziness from 2021, where it was home inspections where, you know, what is a home inspection? You couldn't get one in. Yeah. Yeah. It was like everybody, yeah, right. If you were smart, you did the home inspection before the offer night just yeah. to make sure yeah, you know well, what you were doing. Right. Yeah. Well, we were doing a lot of pre-offer, right. Advisory services. We call, we don't call them inspections because an inspection is really, it has, you know, if you call an inspection, you're doing a report. These were not a report. It's more of a verbal, but you know, <clears throat> buyers didn't have a lot of options. There were no options. You either cross your fingers and hope that you're buying a home and everything's great. And you don't find out afterwards that you've got problems and things going on. So the pre-offer was, was just sort of targeted to sort of look at the five main areas of the home, right? To look at, to at least give the buyer some comfort, some knowledge and stuff that could potentially be costly down the road. So kind of look at those main items. That's kind of why it was, why it was designed. So that's kind of, uh, it was very, very popular because that was the only choice. Or you did it after you closed. And again, pray to God that nothing crazy comes up afterwards, right? Yeah. yeah. Just hope so, that, you know, at least yeah. you know what you're getting into and you can kind of yeah. budget accordingly. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So anyway, back to their question. Sorry, got a little off track there. So yeah, my uh, name is Darren DeYoung from a Buyer's Choice Home Inspections in the Durham region. I also serve the, you know, surrounding areas and the GTA and the GTA East as well. Um, been doing this for about two years now. Um, so yeah, I do full, you know, full home inspections, the pre-offers like we just touched on, do pre-listing inspections as well for the seller. That's pretty popular as well. Um, and do radon testing as part of my inspections as well. Doing this for about two years. And yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you know, home inspections are about buyers. It's not about passing or failing a home. It's more about educating the buyer, having them understand so they can best make the best informed decision moving forward so if they have all the knowledge they need they can now budget accordingly is the house for them maybe it's not everyone has a every buyer has a different tolerance but i'm there just to provide all the information and the facts they need so now they're educated and they can make that decision that's kind of what what i what i do <laughs> awesome yeah. so okay then in what are some of the most common like red flags that you see when you're doing a home inspection or, or at least that the the, the buyers should be aware of like you said, the five main points, what, what are those? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll talk about some areas. So, um, 
So I'll talk about, well, I'll tell you what, I'll talk about some areas that I know that come up a lot and that some areas that may not, these deceiving areas, you know, areas that not everybody pays a lot of attention to, but could create a problem if it's not rectified or at least looked at. So grading is a big one. Um, I talk about all the time, grading issues around the house where you have, you want your grading to go on a negative slope away from your foundation, not towards the foundation. So and sometimes there's a lot of upkeep. You got to make sure that the gradings, you know, because it's in the winter here, if everything, you know, starts Melts. to move and shift a bit, right? Through through the through the freeze thaw through the winter time. So things start to move, especially if you have interlock stone. And if you have uh, um, uh, paver, pavers around your house, they like to move and settle as well. So grading and pooling of water. Um, you know, I always say foundations aren't boats. They're not meant to sit and hold water, right? Yeah. So you want to make sure, and, and everything contributes from the downspouts, you know, the water shedding off the roof, down the downspouts, onto the ground. You know, they got to have extensions to make sure the flows the water away from the foundation and then the whole grading itself around because, you know, all that pooling of water, eventually, you know, if it's not taken care of and it's sitting there, it will eventually somehow make its make way its in. Way I mean, in. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got old block foundations that are just mortar and brick. I mean, they're going to deteriorate over time. Even, you know, poor concrete. They, there are a lot of imperfections in poor concrete foundations. So little minor fairline cracks eventually, you know, water will, water is evil, right? Water, water will always somehow find its way in. So <laughs> that's a big thing to pay attention to is grading because that's and pooling of water. That's so, going to come this spring, right? We're, yeah. we're, we're mid-March. It's all going to happen in the next month or so that we're going to start seeing the pooling of water, right? So Absolutely. And nobody's dealing with any floods or, you know, seepage and leakage. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And unfortunately, this is a time that you're, if you do have something, this is the time you're going to find out because in yeah. the wintertime, everything's frozen. So it's really hard to detect if you had a leak because the ground is hard. So the spring thaw, unfortunately, is kind of the time that if you're going to have it, that's always the time of year, right? Where you're going to see it. So, Good time to buy and find out if you've got, like, if you do a home inspection, you know, because yes. that's the time that you're going to find out if you go on your home inspection yeah. on a rainy day. Yeah, it's probably the best opportunity to find out if you've got any leakage problems, right? Yeah, no, it's funny. It's rainy. It's funny because rainy gets. Yeah, it's you know not very comfortable when I'm doing the inspection outside when it's raining. <laughs> but on the other <laughs> hand, you're right. It is the best day to find out if there is going to be something. Chances are leaky eaves troughs. You're going to find out. You can you don't know if they're leaking unless it's raining hard as well. So, um, you know, if you, you know, and then if you have some grading, you're not sure if it's graded well. What if you got water? pooling in the area you're going to see that as well on a rainy day right so yeah um another one is the attic so the attic um you know of course most buyers aren't going to get into the attic most people don't ever get into the attic let's be honest right nobody ever really loves no, the nobody attic. goes that's, in the attic <laughs> no nobody goes in there that's my job that's what i do so but there's a lot of things going on in attics that uh you know buyers would never be aware of there's one area where it's not visible most people are not going up there you know yeah you can see the green you can see the foundation you can see you know, see stuff like that, but the attic is up there. It's, you know, no one ever sees that. So um, that's why it's important. That's why I'm here to detect what's going on there. You know, I see a lot of mold and moisture issues in the attic. But number one contributor is the bathroom vent. You know, I see the bathroom vent always disconnected or not hooked up going to the exterior. Most of them will go up out the roof. Some go through the siding or the soffit, but majority of the time they go through the roof. And a lot of times the renovations were going on or if they just installed it, let's say a bathroom fan because they wanted to improve the ventilation, improve to get that moisture out. They don't even, you know, it doesn't do any purpose if it's not going outside, right? Yeah, this goes right into the attic. Yeah, and that and that's all that warm moisture. If you And if you use the fan a lot, which you should, um, you're going to see a lot of moisture and mold will build up there if that continues to stay like that. So that's one, you know, so the attic and, you know, 
and it's got to breathe. Attics have to breathe properly, right? You got enough insulation. You got to have allow air to get in, take the warmer out the roof. It's all designed in one system. So air comes in from the soffits, grabs a warm air that gets in there, takes it out the roof vents. And if that's not happening, the warm air is just circulating inside the attic and that's creating moisture. Uh, a lot of, in the wintertime, uh, what happens is there's attic frost. So all the warm air gets up and hits that cold sheathing on the attic. That creates attic frost and that melts and that becomes moisture. And if that keeps happening over and over again, right, you're going to create problems. Mold could be a best, an issue, right? Or what I, what I, one of the tidbits I found like when I've been like with home inspectors is that um, in the wintertime, if some, if all the neighbors have snow on the roof and the one that you're inspecting doesn't really have snow on the roof or there's patches, it means the roof needs attention because hot air is leaking through it. Right. So you right. might have hot air going into there, but then you also have it leaking out, not necessarily the vents, but through the actual roof. Yeah, and that usually happens to lack of, you know, the amount of heat probably that's going through the house and the lack of insulation in the attic. So minimal insulation is now allowing the warmer to get up, hitting it and melting the snow. And that's where ice damming comes into effect, right? So you see the ice damming is the buildup of ice around the eaves trough, around the roof edge. And that is that warmer getting through, melting that snow underneath, and it's rolling down to the roof edge and refreezing. So if you ever see big patches of ice along the eaves and then it starts to icicles, um, you, you've got ice damming going on. Now try. How about now? There we go. Better? That was yeah. weird. A little technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. Computers. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be your friend. No. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So ice damming. So that's another problem that can happen is ice damming is built up of ice around the roof edge. All that water is, you know, rolling down the roof from that warm air that's melting it and it's refreezing itself. And then you can get moisture underneath the shingles into the roof structure and then maybe even down the walls. So that's why insulation is, is, is very important. Back to your point, you know, it's extremely important in the attic, having enough to, you want, and, and, and energy costs, right? So you're losing all the warm air, now you're spending more money on fuel to heat your house. So insulation in the attic is very, very, you know, is very important. Um, um, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, that it all kind of is connecting, right? Like, oh, yeah. Attic, roof, eaves. Yeah. What, yes. what are some of the other ones? Yeah, so um, you know, high level of moisture, more specifically crawl spaces is a big thing. Again, places people don't want to get to. Um, but in the crawl space, most crawl spaces are, you know, it's earth, earth and gravel, right? For the most part. You know, sometimes you get some clean ones and that are sort of inside kind of crawl spaces, you call them. But main crawl spaces are houses that don't have basements. They'll have a crawl space, right? Yeah. Um, so you see a lot of that in Oshawa? I see sometimes, yeah, I see not, not too many, but I do a lot of inspections out in the Quartal Lakes area in Peterborough. So you see quite a few, okay, okay. you know, crawl spaces out that way. Yeah. Uh, a few, some old areas of Oshawa, you may see a few here and there, but not too many. Uh, but more in the outskirts. I do a lot in the, in the, in the other areas as well. So um, I don't okay. do a ton of crawl spaces, but, you know, again, that groundwater comes up, right? So, and then, you know, usually have some pips down there and that water builds up and that moisture gets up you only got about three feet in those crawl spaces so that moisture can do damage you know rotting on the on the structure underneath so you got to have vapor barrier vapor barrier is like a six mil plastic that helps a barrier between the water and the ground and up so it helps to keep so if it is you do have some water or, or you got some moisture underneath there it's keeping it away and keeping it con, you know constraint right uh you got to have you know the plastic that kind of goes down up the foundation kind of along tape all areas so it prevents all that moisture from getting up coming in and most crawl spaces i don't see that you know 
No, so, nobody wants to go down there. <laughs> no, nobody wants to go down there, right? Nobody, the roof and the cross space, nobody wants to go down there. Uh, that's it. exactly it. And I guess, the, you know, one last thing is the roof. I mean, I always tell buyers, look at the roof. When you're walking up to the house, look at the roof and look at the condition because if it's missing a lot of shingles, if it's cupping, if it's curling, um, you know, that could lead to more problems if not taken care of. Right. So that's uh, that's how roof leaks start. Right. When you got your when you let your roof go yeah, next year, next year, next year. <laughs> right. And then eventually, you know, that could cause other problems. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we kind of covered the roof, but yeah, like I guess that kind of leads yeah. into like the next thing is like first time bone buyers or anybody really. Um, they should be looking at all of these things to make sure that they're saving money in the long run. Right. Yeah, like if, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure how like yeah what are some of those things that that you should be looking for to save money in the long run sure so again roof we'll go back to the roof again again like make sure the roof and make sure if it's if it's if it's past its life expectancy change it don't want to risk you know risk causing any any more any more issues than you than, than you really want um another one is your uh, is your hvac systems you know uh some of them are getting older you want to make sure you maintain them you get them service on an annual basis change that filter most important thing you want to breathe air, but you also don't want to do you know extra damage to your to your furnace either, right? Having all that all that uh, dirt and debris flowing through. Uh, so a make sure there is a filter. <laughs> there is yeah. a filter. Uh, make sure it's changed on a regular basis, at least every three months. As you can say, quarterly. and get them serviced. Yeah, quarterly, at least quarterly. Even the winter time, I even say monthly. You're using the furnace a lot during the winter time, so you've got a lot more going through. So you may even want to change those every four to six weeks during the winter time, and then. Everything else, you know, I usually like I change mine at the beginning of every season. Um, I use myself a nice calendar reminder, so I remind myself that it's got to be done at the beginning of every season. <laughs> That's a good idea. So, uh, yeah, you can buy those yeah. like Costco no, packs sure. or Amazon packs that are like twelve, so you just have them next to, pull them in, put them out. You know, the uh, yeah, buy them in bulk yeah. so that you don't have to go find them, sort of thing, right? It's a good yeah, option. There's, yeah, there's so many different kinds. There's special ones for allergies. There's special ones for all different things. So. Yeah, you can buy like a three pack or six pack or whatever. You got a bunch on hand, and that way you don't have to worry about it. You just go down every three months and you know put one in. And getting an annual service. I mean, as these things get older, they're not as viable as they were when they were new. So to keep them energy efficient, keep them viable, you want to get them serviced on a regular basis. You don't want to break down. Um, you know, and if you want to, if you you know, if it is getting to that age, your HVAC technician is going to tell you, and then you'll know. Oh, well, maybe I should get a new one rather than leaving it and have it break down in November or December when it's getting cold. And now you have an unexpected, you know, an A, you're going to be cold. <laughs> you're going to have some time. We're not going to have heat in the house. And now you have an uh, um, um, unexpected expense, right, coming at you that you didn't, that you weren't aware of. So knowing that ahead of time will help for sure. Um, again, added condition as well. I mean, you know, insulation level is very important. You're losing a lot of heat. You don't realize how much money you'd be spending on heat if you don't have very good, especially in old houses. Old houses in Toronto, uh, even in South Oshawa that, you know, Back in the building, they didn't really think about energy efficiency and having lots of insulation. So they don't have a ton of insulation. So you're losing a lot of heat up through there. Be amazed. Even the attic hatch. The attic hatch has to be insulated and sealed with weather stripping, right? To help keep it. Because all the warm air, warm air, almost like water, will always find its way through. So you want to make sure that's sealed and, and insulated to help keep it in the home where you want it, basically. Hmm. Um, and then I guess, you know, just to, to save money, like overall maintenance, I mean, you got to do annual maintenance, owning a home is a full-time job. I like to say, right. You've constantly got to do things. So 
You're keeping your caulking up to date, making sure it's all sealed. There's no, you know, moisture entry points or energy inefficiencies coming through your the cracks around the windows, uh, your 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 vents, your bathroom vents, and your dryer vents on the exterior. Making sure they're caulked. And a lot of times those flaps get broken, they fly off. So you want to make sure you get those fixed. So that'll let a lot lot of air from the outside and moisture in from the outside as well. Also, maintenance in the long run will help keep your home running in efficiency, healthy, right? And all the all those together. what I call the hidden costs, right? But overall, you know, it actually saves you money in the long run if you keep all those things intact and taken care of, basically. Um, and um, you know, I could talk about foundation. You know, foundation cracks are. So it's such a big area of foundation cracks. There's so many different types, but your general ones are your vertical cracks, small ones, hairline cracks you see in foundations, which is typical from the curing process of concrete. But you just want to make sure you seal them up. Most of those cracks, you just got to seal them up and just monitor them, make sure they don't get wider, right? So, um, but that's one way you, you can help just, you know, patch those up, prevent moisture from getting inside. Can you, like, I've seen um, crack foundation specialists like pump like a, a foam inside of these cracks and it's supposed to essentially seal it and repair it. Is that, is that a great solution for anybody who does have foundation cracks? Yeah. So that's, yeah. So that'll be foundation cracks from the interior. interior. So a lot of times they'll be, yeah. So the, yeah. So if they're wide, again, it could be just from the curing of, of concrete, but concrete is funny when it cures and when they're building, when they're pouring concrete in the wintertime, they don't use enough heat. Uh, it could create different types of cracks, right? So depending on where, the, where on, on how they poured it, um, and so yeah. So if they're a little wider cracks, what they'll do is they'll do what's called epoxy injection. That's so actually epoxy that they use, and they put they pull put like plastic nipples in about depending how big it is. Let's say about a four foot crack, they'll put like eight or ten of them in, and then they shoot epoxy in through there, and then it just seeps all in and seals it right up. And then they'll put a put a parging over on top of it to help seal it. Very popular. You know, I've dealt with a home builder. Uh, my past life back in Bowmanville, and they had a they, you know they had a lot of cracking foundations where they that was a two guys full time job. That's all they did was go around all these new homes that had these brand new foundations and did epoxy injections. That's how they wow. sealed it up, but it works. Yeah, it, but it's very very yeah it's very very popular for sure. Okay, so how can uh how can buyers like ensure that they get the most accurate and comprehensive home inspection possible? Okay, Hire, so... call you. <laughs> Call <laughs> <Question>. <laughs> next question it's exactly it I took the words right out of my mouth no i mean you know everyone's going to call around interviewing home inspectors right so um a you want to feel comfortable who you're talking to and you want to make sure you get the right information ask what the process is what they do what do they inspect just like anything there's home inspectors home inspectors are different right I mean, we all, for the most part, have the same knowledge, but everyone uh, approaches different things. They may have different add-on values. They may have, you know, maybe their radon, maybe like uh, infrared scanning might be extra. Moisture detection might be extra. You know, there might be people that, there might be inspectors that kind of have different ranges and at, you know, charge extra for all these extra, right, mm -hmm. add-ons. So it's very important to kind of, you know, you want to talk and, and ask what's included. Do a little bit of research of what a home inspection should include. And then when you call around, ask what's included. Because, I mean, me... I include moisture detection, infrared scanning, and presence radon tests in all my inspections. Uh, but some guys might charge that extra, right? So it's nice to just know that ahead of time, what, what's all included and, and what they inspect. You want to make sure they're, they're inspecting everything. The home inspection is top to bottom, in and out, right? It's a full two and a half, three hours, and you're checking you know, everything you can, obviously, in, the, in those two and a half, three hours. So you want to make sure that they are inspecting everything. So that's very important. Um, and 
read the report. Uh, make sure you you know read the report in full. Like ours are very well uh, laid out, where it's got the summary, the most important items, the keep your to do list, uh, your things you don't want to leave sight of is kind of up in the summary section, and then you've got the rest of the report, which is minor repairs and maintenance and stuff. But you want to make sure you read through the whole report and have a good understanding of it as well. Yeah. And yeah. Ask questions. Um, when your buyers go on home inspections with you, you kind of also take them through the functionality of the home, like what does what and why it's important to do what when you're doing it sort of thing, right? Because there's first time home buyers, there's people who've owned homes, there's all sorts of different types of homes and how they operate. There's all sorts of different furnaces and, you know, how they all function together is really important to know. So it's um, just a recommendation, but buyers should go on the home inspection with you at the same time, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I always encourage them to come along. It's just nice to know, yeah, everything's in the report, but it's nice to be there as well, present on behalf of understanding and ask all the questions you need to ask so they have a better understanding. But yeah, how the furnaces work. Is it natural gas? Is it propane? You know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's oil if you're going way back or <laughs> some odd head, but it's nice to know what you're up against, right? Um, where your shut off, where your water shut off, you know, if it's well and septic, where your where your where the where the leach field is, where the septic tanks are, where the wellhead is. So it's nice to know where all those things are um and where you're shut off your exterior hose bibs right where that is a lot of times people have them hidden sometimes even it's hard for me to find them sometimes right yeah. especially finished basements they use access panels and you kind of have to look for it most times they're in the unfinished area but not all the time so it's yeah so it's nice to know where all your shut off valves are your main water shut off and if it's well and septic yeah so where all that information is and yeah like you said the type of furnace and and the electrical panel how many amp service you have because then you can know, okay, well, I only have a 200 amp service. It's pretty full. I want to put a hot tub. I may want to put a pool. Well, maybe now I have to, I should probably upgrade to a 200 amp service, right? Yeah. So it's nice to know that ahead of time. So, you know, it's not unexpected down the road where, oh, no, oh, your electrician comes in. Don't, sorry, you have to upgrade to a 200 amp service, right? So if you know that ahead of time, um, I always usually have a conversation, ask, what do you plan to do in the future, right? I mean, it's pretty full now. If you want to put a hot tub, you want to buy an electric car, like everybody's buying nowadays, yeah. you know, yeah. you may want to upgrade to a 200 amp panel. So, or even a, a second kitchen in the basement sort of thing yeah. to, you know, that's, that's becoming a big thing as well. Having a, a secondary living space in the basement. So you need more yeah, for sure. electrical for that, right? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And not going through this process could be fairly costly, right? Um, like a home inspection is limited, right? You can't, you can't put holes in walls and sort of things like that. And you, you've got only so many tools you can use. Um, but like, if you don't even go through the process of getting a home inspection, like we were back in the day, you could end up with some major issues, um, which could be really costly to people, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, 100, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I know people like to think we can see through walls, but we can't see through walls. I, I've got an infrared scanner that we use to help detect some moisture, maybe, maybe some... Uh, energy inefficiencies um but yeah i mean you know that's what home inspections are designed is to catch as much as you can so you know what you're up against get all the information you need moving forward so you have a better understanding that you need to budget for a new roof maybe you got a budget for a new furnace you know whatever or whatever so having that uh having that knowledge is huge right going in i mean you know nobody wants surprises right down the road so have you got any horror stories <laughs> <laughs> We don't have all day. <laughs> no, um, you know, I'll, I'll, three three things that kind of stick out to me. Um, we're talking about grading, okay? So I think it was out in Butley area about a year and a half ago. 
went to a property in the wintertime and it was holding water around the foundation. Like, I mean, it was holding water. Like it was like a pool around. And as you step way back and look at it, you can actually see the back sunk. Hmm. So there's so much water around and who knows how long it's been like that. The back part of the extension house was basically had sunk down. So when you actually walk down the area of the floor, was like that yeah. so part of this part of the foundation that actually sunk because of all that water sitting around there like it was it was pretty bad um another so we'll talk about crawl spaces so i did one crawl space out in brighton and um yeah like you go down there you know most most places like out in the country will have sub pumps right um all the water all the rainwater around the property drains do a sub pump you got a pump it pumps it out this this crawl space had a man-made it wasn't even like there's supposed to be a designated uh spot for a sump pump right about two three feet deep you got a pump it's contained to one area you got a lid on it helps keep the water into one spot and right water fills up so there's a drain pipe going to the sump pump drains out or whatever fills up drains out fills up drains out well this one only had they just they just dug a hole and put a couple of submersible pumps submersible pumps are just regular electric pumps with a garden hose you would use it construction guys use it to pump water out of pits or whatever right yeah so they're called roofers pumps or whatever you want to call them so you had two of those so now you had to manually plug it in when you knew there's enough water. Like some pumps have float switches. They're automatic. Yeah. So as it fills up, float switch comes up, recognizes it, drains it, and then again comes up. So you don't have to do anything. <laughs> this was manually done. So it was really, it was just dug out by hand. The water was all over the place. So we got water everywhere. It was rotting on the, on the, on the structure underneath because all that, all that moisture down there. And the posts that were holding up the house were just four by four pieces of wood, but they were just in the dirt. So that are rotting at the bottom. Anytime you got, you know, untreated wood and hit the, 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 the dirt, that's, that's a recipe that's, for yeah. disaster. Moisture. And wood. So, yeah. So, you know, I, one of those ones where it's like, you know, first time home buyers, you always feel, I mean, you never want to find this stuff, right? You want home buyers, you want to go in, they want to feel comfortable. They want to understand, okay, I got to fix a few things. No home is perfect. Anyway, I always make sure that's clear. No home is perfect. We're going to find some stuff. So always get that expectation that we're always going to find some stuff. Right um but you never you never want to walk away but i mean i, I was almost one of those ones where i like thankful they didn't buy the house because it needed a lot of work and it was a lot of problems and you just don't want to, you also don't want to see them buy something that you know that 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 could be you know a money pit down the road like it needed a lot of work and who knows you know, maybe it was, if it was a con down the hand if it was a contractor who was buying that he might not care because he's you know what he's gonna whatever right or repair it yeah. but if it's a your first time home you want to live there that you know you want it to be safe that's important too, right? You want to make sure the home is safe too, as well. So, one last one, I will just, I will just um, mention. That one sticks in my head because I can't believe it. So, in Lee Side area, uh, like East East Toronto, um, yep. brand new old house, but it's brandly renovated, like to the studs, and it was beautifully done. Like you, when you walk around, you start opening doors, and, and there's high end appliances. You can tell the craftsmanship was really well done. You start looking at the floor and the, the baseboard and the ceiling. You can tell that it was very good construction all the way from, from bottom up. And everything was pretty good. Not much. A couple of minor things. There's, like I said, beautifully done. It was a gorgeous house. Like $2 million house in, in Leaside. You get up into the attic. And I go up into the attic. It's one of those ones where I had to kind of like uh, do a second take. There was no insulation. Zero insulation in the attic. Really? Not, even, not even a speck. Like it was nothing. And so, you know, I had to come down. so yeah, so it turns out, I guess the guy was supposed to come and he assumed he came oh, and then just and assumed it was did. done. Right. He just assumed uh, it was done. 
it never did. So thankfully, two days later, the guy came in and filled it up. I they called me back, no problem. Went back just to double check, and it was all good. But I bring this up because, I, and I asked the buyer, and buyer said, oh, you know, I asked him, would you have ever gone up there? Like, and no, of course, you know, the young couple there from England, first time home. They don't know much about homes, right? You know, which, which most home buyers don't know a lot about houses, which is fine. That's why they're buying a house to learn about it. But they would never go in the attic. She told me I would never gone up there. So, you know, fast forward years from now. So that was never caught and we never did a home inspection. All that warm air right into the attic. And we talked about this earlier, right, Brandon? We talked about moisture, attic frost, uh, like the problems that attic would have been in in five years time. Because they just did that not even a year ago. So it was brand new, not enough time to know if there'd be issues yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So five years down the road, I mean, the problems, the, the money damage. they would have lost, the losing the damage that could have. I mean, it just—it's one of those things where, wow. you know, got a home inspection, they never would have known. Good find. And yeah, it's hard to justify doing a home inspection on a brand new home, sort of thing, right? You just make the assumption. Well, everything looks awesome. I'm assuming everything else is awesome, but obviously yeah. that's no, you're, you're, not the case, right? You've got to double no, check. And, You've got to do your due yeah. diligence, right? And I always recommend new house, old house. You should always get one done. Like, and we'd like to talk about earlier, like our reports are like an operation manual. So it's about, like you mentioned, about learning where everything on the shutoffs are, learning about everything, how everything functions. So yeah, it's not all about, oh, finding problems, but it's also about learning about the home, right? Yeah. What does everything operate? What is, how does this work? How does this work? What does this do? And what kind of service do I have? You know, is the furnace good? Is everything working fine? You never know. You know, new houses built, you know, mistakes happen, right? You never know. I mean, there's, there's tons of trades when they're building these new houses that mistakes happen, right? It's not, maybe it yeah. wasn't meaningful or it wasn't, you know, uh, malicious or whatnot, but, but things get forgotten. There's so many people in and out of these houses, trades over trades over trades that things get oh, yeah. forgotten. So just an, it's just an extra comfort level, right? And just making sure, you know, you're spending a million bucks in this house, spend the extra 500 bucks and change on an inspection, make sure it's good, understand how it works. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that was awesome. Tons of uh, really great information. I really appreciate that, Darren. Um, for our guests who don't know where to find you, where, where can we find you? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, on my website, abuyerschoice.com uh, slash Durham. Um, my email, darren.deyoung at abuyerschoice.com. And you can follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram is where I spend most of my time. Darren.inspects.abuyerschoice. Or you can just search my name. Darren DeYoung, you can find me there or on Facebook. And uh, yeah, and for those of you, if anybody ever needs to reach out, my phone number is 905-441-6400. So feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to help. Any questions anybody ever has, I'm always you know, always happy to help. Awesome. Thank you so much. That, uh, that was awesome. I really appreciate it. Um, and until next time on the Real Estate AMG's podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe um, for more content like this and go check out everything Darren's got to offer. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. And have an awesome day. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Darren. Ciao. The Realist AMGs podcast. <laughs>